Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal. Today, me and my co-host, Brett, we're coming live to you from PNC North parking lot outside of Carter-Finley Stadium. What's going on, Brett? What's up, man? It is College football is back, and we are here at a Thursday night game here at Carter-Finley Stadium, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. There we go. Boots are on the ground, more than excited than ever. We saw the NC State team roll in about 30 minutes ago. They're about to go in, hit warm-ups, get pumped up, and hopefully kick the tar out of USF. Uh, you got any takes on the game tonight before we get into the locks? I mean, I think, like I said, I've said this before. I said this a couple of weeks ago. It's going to come down to Devin Leary. How does he look after the injury? We have, I think, 19 starters on both sides of the ball coming back, returning for the Wolfpack. But how does Devin Leary play out of that injury? If he is solid and he is back to his old form before he got hurt, I think the sky's the limit for the Wolfpack this year. Yeah, that's the daggum truth. Well, without further ado, we're going to keep this short and brief for you guys. we got a, we got a, another hour of tailgating to do before we start heading towards the stadium, see the flyover and all that good stuff. But, dude, I'm just excited to be back in, like, college football air. Like, missing this all last year, it sucked. But, man, is this not a hell of a tailgate that we're at? It's 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 just fun seeing everybody all together. And then the, I think it's really going to hit when we're in that stadium and it's a sold-out house and there's 60,000 fans plus. And just the first big play that we have, just the roar. Oh yeah, it, it's I, I'm I'm psyched. I mean, because we didn't get the we got college football last year, luckily, but we did not get the atmosphere that came with it. So I am just I'm so pumped for this. I've been looking forward to this for a while now. Heck yeah! Well, without further ado, and give or take all of our supporters, designs by Maya, um, forget me not. We actually have an official sponsor that we're excited to announce. So, again, let me welcome you into Half the Distance to the Goal, presented by our friends at 910 Coastal Barbecue. You know, founded in June 2021, 910 Coastal Barbecue has always strived to promote smoking, grilling, and all sorts of outdoor cooking. You know, like I'll, I myself have always said, I love smoked wings, and I've tried to do it myself, but good God, man, the stuff on their Instagram page is insane. Like from the tacos to wings, to steaks, brisket, like Boston butts. Everything looks good. Like, Brett, what's your favorite thing on their side? My favorite thing is actually the side, and it's the potato skins. I've had them a couple of times, and they are to die for. And if you go on their Instagram, 910 Coastal Barbecue, you'll also see them on there, and they are as good as they look. There's something just really to die for. Talk about some juicy bird chicken. You can't get enough of it, and so much more. You know, I hear 910 Coastal Barbecue has two has two different styles posted after the holiday weekend of pulled pork. So, you know, check them out. If you want some good recipes, why not? Give them a follow. You know, I'm really excited for 910 Coastal Barbecue's giveaways. They're coming up for this season here shortly. So go to their Instagram page, at 910 Coastal Barbecue. Subscribe. Support them. Get some great recipes. And, hey, you may want a griddle. You may want a smoker. Who knows? The sky's the limit. I know I'm going. I am too. All right. Well, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into our locks, what the listeners came in here for and what we came to tailgate for. So I'll go ahead and I'll try to keep it in chronological order. Starting out on Thursday night, we're on hollowed ground, Carter Finley Stadium, red everywhere, red tents, red chairs, red hot dogs on the griddle. Got to take the wolf pack. 
it's crazy. This line opened at 15. The line is now 19. You know, I, I see NC State being the top five team in the ACC, regardless of division. I think USF is a bottom-tier team in their conference. And I think State's three touchdowns better. So that's 21 points. Open at 15, I think 19 is still a good number. So I'm taking Wolfpack laying 19 points to get it done and cover it. I'm at the stadium right now, so I feel like I just have to do the same thing. I can't not take them yes. to cover. The Let's go. Points. I think this is one of these games that maybe kind of will be close at the beginning, maybe about the first quarter. Because, I mean, you got to figure, some a lot of these people, or a lot of these sophomores, and especially freshmen, they didn't get to have these crowds last year. Absolutely. So I think there's going to be a lot of first-game jitters for a lot of people just trying to get used to the – whole crowd. So maybe a first game, but I think by the end of the third quarter, this is going to be a runaway. The Wolfpack can win by four touchdowns at least. Yes, sir. So let's get it done, Wolfpack. We're both laying NC State 19 points. Also, before we keep going, let's recap last week. We did not do that. So last week, I was the leader in the clubhouse. I was 2-0. and uh, Illinois, they won outright, got it done on the field. I didn't even need the points to cover that. And then I took the Fresno-UConn under 60 odd points and i started to sweat at the beginning of the fourth but luckily fresno state just ran the ball so you know i'm coming in to week one of locks two and oh and the o ain't going it's not going two and oh won't go i feel like the first of all i mean we'll talk about this later on but scott frost like (laughs) like you you have your as most people know, Brandon Peters got injured in, what, the first quarter? They lost to a backup quarterback. They lost to a backup quarterback who was at Rutgers. He transferred there because he was eight in his career at Rutgers, eight touchdowns, 21 interceptions, and they made him look like a Heisman candidate out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, hey, hats off to Brett Bielema because first, first job at uh, Illinois, first coaching job there, first game, I should say. But, man, like Scott Frost, it's it's the same thing that has been the past four years there. It's just like, when is it going to change there? Do you think he'll get past week six? I think he does. I honestly think he makes it through the rest of the year because I don't know if you're going to get there. <laughs> but I think it's kind of going to it's going to be like a Jim Harbaugh situation, to be honest. Yeah. They're going to be scared to fire him because who else are you going to get there? But, yeah, he's they've got a lot of work to do. And Adrian Martinez, he has not gotten better since his freshman year either. Not at all. He honestly looks worse. His freshman year was he was lights out, but ever <laughs> since then he has just been horrible. That's the honest I mean, to God truth. Well, I hear you. Okay, so sorry for the discourse and the shuffle around. So recap last week: two and zero. Brett's one and one on the season. UConn, oh my God! But three and one as a syndicate, not bad. We're not just giving you random plays; we're giving you our best locks. And I will say, my card today is very North Carolina centric, with a couple out of state teams in there. So let's go ahead and go to the great or the great city of Charlotte, North Carolina, where I live. We have the Duke's Mayo Classic, the Pirates from down east of North Carolina in Greenville, playing the Mountaineers from the western part of the state. So it really took me a lot to do this, but the deciding factor was I saw Chase Price at Clemson did not play, and what we did see wasn't that great. I saw him at Duke last year. Horrible product on the field. And now he's the starting quarterback for the Appalachian State Mountaineers. I'm rolling with the Pirates, baby. You know, and what expired me, really, 
walking through the tailgate lot earlier, I saw my, my first job was at Autobell Car Wash, and my manager, Brian Smates, walked through here, and I told him, I'm going for the Pirates. Swear to God, cannot make this up. So, I, so I'm locking him, locking him up. ECU plus nine and a half. It didn't take much for me. Holton Ehlers is a much better quarterback than Chase Bryce, and ECU's defense can't be any worse than last year. Although I believe F State is another top-tier team in their division with a very hard schedule, I, I'm, I'm rolling with the Pirates. You know, they need a – Mike Houston needs this win. So I'm going with the Pirates to cover, laying nine and a half. They may not get it done on the field, make it a touchdown game, but a lot, ECU plus nine and a half. Wow. That's that, that's something I'm not touching. Spades would be proud, yeah. by the way. He's – he he would be very proud right now, but I think it's cool how they're playing that game at uh, Bank of America Stadium as well. Yeah, it's awesome. I think it's kind of cool the neutral site, and we know what other game is to follow in that stadium on Saturday. The best game of the week. The best game of the week. But yeah, I'm not touching that one, but I think it's a bold move, and I kind of like the boldness out of you right there. Full sin. Uh, what's your next play, Brett? So I am going to actually go to Penn State and Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a five-and-a-half favorite here. I'm taking Penn State to cover the five-and-a-half. Wisconsin, they're one of the – they're kind of boring team for me to watch. They're very boring. Graham Mertz, he returns. And I think I honestly think they're kind of hyping about too much. I think the, the key for Penn State in this game, and actually the whole year, is going to be their quarterback, Sean Clifford. If he can just be a little bit above average – and kind of just do what he needs to do. Just not a lot of turnovers. Just kind of just not messing up. Yeah. And I think I think Penn State can have they could be a dark horse in the Big Ten. But I am actually going to take them to cover the five and a half. So give, go ahead and give me uh, Penn State. Even though it's at Wisconsin, which kind of scares me a little bit, but. I just I, I think they're being a little overhyped here. Lock it up. When when we looked at the totals, our Big Ten totals, I believe both teams needed this game to you know hit their totals. So yeah, I agree. very important game. I I'm not touching it. I think it's a little volatile. I could see either team winning, but you know I'm I'm on your side. But I'm going to keep us in the Big Ten for my next play, and it, and I'm rolling with the best team. I'm rolling with the Buckeyes, laying 13 and a half points against Minnesota. You know, P.J. Fleck, good story. I think he's a good coach. I think he's building a great culture over there. And, I, you know, I really think Minnesota may be halfway decent this year. But I think Ohio State's going to boat race everyone in their conference. I kind of see this line more like 17 points. So 13 and a half tonight on Thursday, open tonight as well. I won't get to watch it, unfortunately, because we're going into Carter Finley. But Which is okay. I'm rolling with the Buckeyes, laying 13 and a half points. Give me Ohio State. I think they're. I think they're honestly three touchdowns better than Minnesota, even with a brand new starting quarterback. I am not touching that game just because it's. I don't know. It's just. It's just weird to me. I mean, like you said, starting quarterback freshman C.J. Stroud. I. He's definitely had the weapons around him. I mean, we saw what Chris Olave could do last yeah. year. I mean, so he's got the surrounding pieces about around him, which probably will help him settle in. But you don't think PJ Fox is going to row the boat tonight? No, no, I don't think he has enough. I think that I think that I think Minnesota might be able to cover late. I'm not going to take this, but I think this is going to be actually a good game for probably at least the first half before maybe Ohio State kind of flashes 
kind of their skill set over them. But I mean, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere there. If the if Ohio State if Ohio State wins by ten points, I won't be shocked. But I, I can see this being a forty nine to like thirty two type game or so. You know, I just don't know if Minnesota can score with Ohio State because if Ohio State, I feel like they can show up and score like thirty five points in their sleep, maybe forty. Yeah. So I mean. It really – you, they're always loaded on the D-line. Like, they always have a Bosa brother or a Chase Young coming. You don't think the freshman jitters will get to C.J. Stroud maybe a little bit? No, I think he's ice cold. Well, I guess we'll see. Well, in the Big Ten uh, win totals, we had on our buddy Mike Goulet, and Mike said that C.J. Stroud's supposed to be the next Justin Fields, and Justin Fields was ice cold the whole season, like nothing facing. So, I'll, I'll weigh the points. I still think it's pretty low. So that's my third play. Uh, Brett, where are you taking us? I'm going to take us to uh, Blacksburg, Blacksburg, Virginia. Oh, boy. And I, this is actually – this is tomorrow night, kickoff at 6 p.m., and this is probably actually one of the games I'm most looking forward to. Absolutely. For the whole weekend, to be honest. We know Marcus is a big Virginia Tech homer. But this is, this is going to be a major test for the Tar Heels. Because we know that, especially last year, the Tar Heels, we know their skill set that they have, but they would get down a lot and play a lot of catch-up and end up losing a few games last year. So I think Sam Howell is one of the most stud quarterbacks probably in all of college football. I think he's going to be a great pro. He is. To be honest. Heisman candidate. I don't disagree. But they have struggled in these kind of atmospheres where it's their favorite and they're coming into the season a top ten team, but I am still trusting Sam Howell, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take UNC to cover the five and a half spread. Okay, no, I don't hate it, and I also have a play on this game. The the way I see this playing out, if in again Virginia Tech homer, and I believe if Virginia Tech is going to win this football game, they have to minimize Chapel Hill's possessions. So once we hit a big play, we're gonna run the ball and. Over the whole game, you know, I, I feel like Chapel Hill's secondary is a lot better than their front seven in personnel-wise. So if there's a weak spot, I, I believe Virginia Tech will be able to run the ball. And if we're going to win, which I think is very capable of happening, like it, the clock's just got to run and tick and tick away. And Fuente knows. He can't give Sam Howell 15 possessions, like 12 possessions, well, because you'll automatically lose the game. So I'm going to take the under 64 and trust that, Virginia Tech knows what to do and will be somewhat competent on defense. So I'm taking Chapel Hill, Virginia Tech, under 64 for my fourth lock of week one. Real quick, from a scale of one to ten, how big of a game is this for one state? Oh, it's the biggest game of the season. Yeah. Because if he loses this game and then the team spirals, he may be gone by week seven. Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot riding on the season. A lot. Especially the way that last year kind of happened. And just kind of the kind of the problems, the culture, I guess he's had on the team. Well, and, and again, I've said this during the ACC win totals locks pod. I believe he made a mistake when he chose Burmeister over Quincy Patterson. So, I mean, he has to live and die by his choice. Yeah. You know, if Burmeister looks terrible the first half of the season, he's getting fired. Yeah. But if he looks good and Virginia Tech can, you know, win a big game like in the opener and you know scratch another few away, he may be fine. But, I mean, he chose Burmeister as the last bullet in his gun. So, you know, he, he better hope it's right. He better hope it hits. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I think it's going to be 
I think it's going to be a fun game, though. I mean, the atmosphere there is going to be wild. Oh, Inner Sandman, yeah. Friday night, Lane it's going Stadium. To be freaking insane. I wish that game was kind of a little later, like maybe a 7 o'clock kickoff. Yeah, 7 or 8 o'clock. Yeah, it kind of stinks that it's at 6 o'clock, but regardless, it's going to be, a, I mean, it'll be a night game after high time, so. Yeah, and I've been to Lane Stadium a number of times, and I'm telling you, like, my favorite stadium I've ever been to is Tiger Stadium, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Awesome atmosphere. Yeah. Coolest facility I've ever been to. Neyland Stadium's awesome, too. But when it just comes to best entrance and, like, overall environment, nothing beats Entertain, man. It is insane. So, ho- helping the defense hopes – or I'm hoping that the defense helps hold UNC under the total, and I think I have a good shot at hitting under 64. Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, how many more plays you got? I'm going to go with about two more. All right, give us one. All right, so we're heading to uh, Maryland. Okay. Where the West Virginia Mountaineers there we go. travel to Maryland. And this this game actually, this game scares me a little bit. I, I honestly, I really don't know what to expect because I think for us, for West Virginia, I'm a huge West Virginia homer. It's going to come down to the play of RQB, Jared Daigie. Who at times shows good flashes. At times, at times, but also at times he, he just I, he just doesn't have what it takes. Like he, his way in the pocket, he gets kind of like happy feet, and he takes a bunch of sacks. So, from the coaching staff over the pre or over the uh, spring ball in the summer, I've heard he's made great strides, and that's what he's been working on. And I mean, to his credit, a lot of our wide receivers dropped a lot of balls last year. Yep. And it's going to be – we shaped up the offensive line. We brought in Doug Nestor, a transfer from Virginia Tech. We've there got we go. Wyatt Millam, who is a freshman on the offensive line. I really like Nestor. Yeah. So, I mean, he was a big deal. We tried to get him out of college, but he went to Virginia Tech. But after the culture changed, you guys yeah. have there. It's a mess. We, we got him back on. So, I think it's, gonna, it's an interesting game. I think Maryland kind of showed a lot of – kind of a lot of uh, – Flashes last year as well. They got to his brother, to Leah. So I think it's going to be an interesting game. But West Virginia is prepared by three. So I'm going to take West Virginia to go ahead and cover the three points. Okay. West Virginia covering three over to Leah Tungavaloa. I just think it's I just think it's it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be an interesting game. I think it's an under the kind of radar game as well. But we'll kind of see how that one plays out. No, heard that. Okay, so you have one more play. I have one more play. I'll go ahead and give mine. Okay. I'm taking us to the favorite team of our supporter and our sponsor, Chase Severino. He is a Marshall fan through and through. Marshall's playing Navy. You know, I I feel like the best week to catch the triple option is week one because you've had all fall and all summer to prepare for it. And I, I really don't understand why this line is so close. Marshall was a very good football team last year, you know, played very well in their bowl game. I really, I mean, and you know what you're going to get from Navy every year. So even if it's low possession, I think Marshall can cover two and a half points. I think Marshall's maybe 10 points to seven points better than Navy. And I mean, I really don't feel like I need a lot of explanation for this line being two and a half. So I feel like I'm getting a lot of value here. So very North Carolina centric, going to lean on my man, Mike Goulet, with his Ohio State Buckeyes. And I'm finishing with my man, Chase Severino. And I'm going to lay two and a half points with Marshall over Navy. 
because again, we know what we're going to get with Navy. You know, which, I mean, you know. And Marshall's explosive, like they really are for a Conference USA team. Yeah. I think this line should be maybe like eight, nine points, two and a half. I'm taking this all it day is, it is long. Low. I mean, it's not, I mean, you know, Navy, you stop the triple option. They've had a year to prepare for it. Yeah. <laughs> they have. I mean, you know what you you know what you're going to get with Navy. You just stop the triple option, and there you go from there. So my last game is actually going to be at Bank of America Stadium again. Yes, sir. Saturday night. I think this is probably the most primetime game of the whole weekend. Oh, I can't wait. Five-day stretch that we have here, and that's going to be Georgia versus Clemson. And I'm actually going to take Georgia here. I uh, I believe this this is the year. I think I said that earlier that in the previous that they beat Alabama in the SEC championship. I think it, they're going to beat um, Clemson as well. So I like the JT Daniels. I think their wide receivers will be much improved, and we know they're going to have a good defense. So I think this will be a really competitive game. It's going to be a fun game to watch, but I'm going to take Georgia to cover the – the Clemson spread of minus three. No, heard that. And I don't hate the pick. I think it's a crapshoot either way. Um, I think if I would have to lay points, I would also be on the same side as you taking Georgia. And I took the Georgia over for the SEC uh, win total walks. So I really need them to get this game because if they beat Clemson, they have a very good chance of going undefeated the rest of the season. And my over will hit like as clear as day. Real quick, what is a game that you think is going to be interesting that you haven't picked? Just real quick. A game that I think will be – well, I think I think it's Wisconsin-Penn State, which you took, but I think it's interesting because I said both of their win totals are very tight, and I think whoever wins this game is going to hit their win total, and I think whoever loses it is not going to make it. Yeah. You know, in, in the Big Ten, I feel like Ohio State is so much further ahead than everyone in the Big Ten. Yeah. They're very consolidated with where they are and we saw that doing the locks a lot of eight like or a couple of nine a lot of eight a lot of seven even a lot of six or like the middle tier but it's so tight because you know if you lose one game you shouldn't you're you're not hitting your total yeah so definitely tuning into that big 10 game excited to see where it lands because again like isn't i think Indiana, Iowa, they're also playing this yeah, I mean, this week in the, in the Big Ten. This is a three-point game. Like, every Big Ten conference game, unless you're playing Ohio State, it's going to be – or Rutgers, maybe, or Northwestern also. Maybe it's going to be pretty tight. It is. It, it's going to be a kind of gruel them out kind of game because all they do is run the ball. I think another game to look at is Louisiana and Texas, too. Oh, Texas, upset alert. I, I mean, yeah. Upset I mean, alert. We know what Louisiana did last year. They beat Iowa State which was the top 25 team as well. So they got Texas, Steve Sarkeesian, his first game as a Longhorn. I mean, you got to figure that Texas loses that game, then Steve Sarkeesian is off to a kind of rough start. And then also one more is LSU and UCLA. Oh, dude, you cannot forget this that. This is going to be an interesting game. We saw, yes, it was Hawaii last weekend, but they ran all over Hawaii. Yeah, yeah I mean, they did. The Chip Kelly offense was in full effect. So you got to... I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. No, I, I mean, outside of Clemson, Georgia, which is obviously the game of the year, and then yeah. you have, like, Miami, Alabama, which you hopefully is a good game. Maybe not. Also, left off a lot. Bama first half. I don't know what it is yet. I don't know what it's going to open at. It's not on my site, but I'm taking it. Bama first half. I'm honest with my picks. I'll let you know what line I get. They're going to cover. And, again, sorry to, like, put this in late. Derek King, 
coming off of an ACL injury, he's not going to be as good as he was last year, which I hope he is as good, but I don't believe he will be. So, again, I, 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 it's what I did last season. That's what I'm doing this season. Bama, Bama first, half, first half, again. lock it up. Every week until proven otherwise, because what I go last year, seven and one, Bama first half, yeah. or something close to it. I mean, I mean, Br- Bryce Young is going to have a lot of pressure. I mean, Nick Saban just named the starting quarterback and was Bryce Young, which if, it, if it wasn't going to end up him, then the sponsorships that he has were going to be very oh, yeah. not happy. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. He wasn't making that million. Yeah, we, we knew he was going to be a starting quarterback. So I think naming him his likeness is going to put a lot of pressure on these players as well this year. No, I agree. So let's go ahead and recap so we can get back to the tailgate. I will run down my list first since I am the leader in the clubhouse going 2-0 last week. I'm taking NC State minus 19, ECU plus 9.5, Ohio State minus 13.5. We will post this ASAP. Thursday games kick off in less than an hour for some, hour and a half for most. So go ahead and lock these in. Subscribe. We will post it on Facebook, Instagram. Lock these Thursday night games up. Friday night, I have UNC Virginia Tech under 64. And Saturday, Marshall laying 2.5 points to Navy. And then again, Bama first half, baby. Bama first half. Real quick, I have uh, North Carolina covering the five-and-a-half spreads over Virginia Tech and what will be a great atmosphere. I got Penn State actually plus five-and-a-half against Wisconsin. I'm trusting you, Sean Clifford, so please don't let me down. And then I got uh, Georgia covering plus three over Clemson, in which will be the game of the week end. And then I also have West Virginia covering the three the minus three spread against Maryland. So, I mean, hey, week one, we finally made it. After last year, it took a while to get to this position. So excited to be here. here. We're at a tailgate. We are are at week one. We're laying locks. We're back to the grindstone. I am drinking a beer and doing this podcast right now. That's how great this is right now. Hey, baby. Hey, I got to get something else in your hand. There's only one real light beer. Bush. Light. (laughs) No, but without further ado, thanks for joining me. Thanks for tuning in to Half the Distance. Get this in your feet now. Lock them up before it's too late. Brett, let's recap on week two. Sound good? Sounds good. Let's do it. Bye, guys. See you guys.